Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the Motion Picture Association of America nominations <laughs> for the Academy Awards. I don't know if that's the, the right... That, that might be AKA too long for... AKA Oscars. AKA Oscars. That's too long for a working title. We'll figure it out. We'll workshop it. Um, but spoilers for that if you care, I guess. Although you've probably already seen it online. Um, so... There we go. But we're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and get this thing going. Hey everyone, this is Dylan, and I'm Michael. But before we get to our Oscar nomination talk, uh, we got to get to the news. So Dylan, let's hear what you found this week. Okay, so another week, another uh, DC news update. Another one. Another one. Okay, this time I have like is a question good? for you, Michael. Okay. <clears throat> it comes with a question. So Jason Momoa posted that he had this like big meeting with DC. Um, basically, it's like a PR thing, you know. Like he said, it went really well, blah, blah, blah. Um, just like, you know, keep in mind that of Aquaman, Aquaman 2 is coming out soon. Right. Um, but then he talked about it with Variety after, um, like in a video interview. And they brought it up and he said, um, I'll always be Aquaman. The rumors are ain't no one coming in there and taking stuff. Uh, <laughs> there might be okay. other characters too. Uh, I can play other things too. Um so my first question is, how would you feel about him playing Aquaman and another character at the same time? In the same film? That's not, I don't, I'm not about it. Well, Unless it's not like, necessarily the same film, but like the same universe or just well, in I the mean, DC world. I guess the only, a, I guess uh, Chris Evans did it, right? Uh, but that was so far apart. Well, that was like Fox and, and then MCU, you know? Sure. This is, this would be unprecedented, I guess. I I mean, I guess he's it's talking not about like playing Aquaman and, and Lobo. another character at the same time, or, uh, presumably Lobo. Yeah. Um, I don't love that. If I'm completely honest. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan either. I mean, I think he is good casting for Lobo. Agreed. Yeah. But like, you already have one. You know, give it to someone else. Like, bring up Aqualad or something. You know, don't be greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. Um, I, I don't like it. Not about it. I think they should recast Aquaman and then he could play Lobo, you know? Right. Just um, recast everything. Just Yeah. Hard I mean, reset. We are we are team reset. Uh but like if we do have to keep some characters, I don't think Jason Moa as Aquaman is one that is like too essential. You know what I mean? Right. I yeah, I get you. I, I'd be He's okay. Lucky to have a different role, I would say. For real. Like Harry okay. Cavill and Gal Gadot aren't getting like other characters to play. I, I like him better as Lobo, I think. Yeah, me too. People he have been t- fan casting that for so so long. Yeah, like he doesn't. I mean, like that. Aqu- he's fun as Aquaman and everything, but like he does. He is definitely Jason Momoa as Aquaman. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's very much him. So yeah. I don't know. I think I and and him is Lobo. You know. Him is Lobo. Him is yeah. Lobo. He went so. on to say, um, we have a special relationship. I wish I could say more. I'll always be Aquaman, and there's a lot of evolution for that, so I'm not going anywhere, and it's very exciting. Um, uh, all right. I don't know. I would say, like, one of two things is happening. Either, obviously, they're keeping him, and I feel like Gunn is making, like, a mistake, or um, they just haven't told him yet, <laughs> and he's, like, not... It's hard to fire someone and then be like, promote this movie, you know, like true. That's a, that's a bad idea too. So maybe it's like, Oh, he doesn't know, you know, like, Hmm. I, I don't, that can't be it. I mean, I guess it could. 
But I mean, that's kind of what every DC actor has said. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And then, and then two months later, out, guess yeah, what? So we'll see. I mean, yeah. if the the reality is, no one, no actor is going to get online and be like, "I'm worried I might be getting fired." You know, like right. it's kind of exactly. not cool either. So yeah, I mean, you you never get it from the other side. Um, so I don't I don't expect that we would hear that from Momoa either. Um. <laughs> Yeah, guys, he's a little uh, like Dwayne a, Johnson level confident. I just had a really great meeting. Guys, I had a really bad meeting with DC. I don't know if they're going to bring me back as Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, just he would say nothing at that point. Right. Um, it's all calculated. Well, okay, he did confirm some other... Like, we've been talking about um, the Batman appearance in, uh, in Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, Aquaman 2. Uh-huh. And apparently, originally, it was Michael Keaton because it tied in with Michael Keaton was going to be the new Batman going forward because um, he was right. in the Batgirl movie and Flashpoint, etc. What Batgirl movie, Dylan? Exactly. Um, and then apparently when they changed their mind on that, they brought in Ben Affleck and did a shot the same scene again with him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, what are they doing, dude? What is going on over there? But that was kind of like what we were guessing at this point because we knew right. both of them were doing that. And it was, um, it to me, it seemed almost like too dumb to be true. You know, that seems really yeah. dumb. Um, yeah. But Momo said, I shot with a couple different Batmans, but you just don't know what's going on. And we'll see what the end product is. I'm feeling really effing good. Aquaman's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's all, blah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. everything's going to be good. We're still here. And I might be dipping into some other things too. So kind of what he said before. Sure. Um, but like, huh. it's interesting. Like, he's he doesn't know. He doesn't seem to know what's going on either with Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Do the, they know? The, well, so the real question is, does he know? And he's not allowed to say, so he's being purposefully vague, or does he genuinely not know? Um, maybe they know now, but I think at some point, no one knew. You know, especially when they backtracked on Keaton. Right. It'd be cool if they could like put them both in somehow. I don't know. You paid for it, man. I don't know. Like, I just, 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 just Batgirl all these movies and just start over, start from zero. Just I think they're both over. supposed to be in Flashpoint, but I could be wrong. Um, boy, but that okay. would be three, three concurrent Batmans if that's the case with um, Robert Pattinson as well. So we just need to trim the bat. You know, just just a bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, um, more DC news. We got a trailer for the Harley Quinn animated series Valentine's Day special. Yeah, it's called Harley Quinn: A Very Problematic Valentine's Day Special. Roses are red, ivy is green. The Valentine's Day, get ready for something truly obscene. <laughs> it looked like a fun little, uh, yeah, probably like an hour long episode. Um, I, I, I I mean, I didn't watch the uh, the show previously, but it it looks fun. Um, and I like that they are um, free to sort of s- seemingly do whatever they want, which is nice. Yeah, with everything going on at HBO, I wonder how long that's going to last. So I'm like, we should savor it while we have it. You know? Yeah, for real. Um, um, but but the art, the um, the animation looks really good too. Yeah, it's really fun. If anyone has been like hesitating on Harley Quinn, there's two seasons in the special, I guess now. So it's really good. It's worth catching up on. Um. 
I mean, it's no Velma, but it is. Uh, hey, it is really good. So what's up? What's up with Velma, Dylan? I'm I'm hearing all this stuff. What's I mean, what's up? We weren't gonna bring it up. Oh, we were it's not. Too contra- it's too is controversial, it too, even too, for us. Too filled with controversy. Well, we don't want to get. We're gonna get canceled either way, no matter what we say. Ooh. Um. So I guess our review is what's Velma? I've never heard of I, that. Who know? Who is she? Who I don't know her. I do, I don't know her. I I actually don't know her. So. Well, how about like? I mean, like I, I watched. We, we both watched an episode. I, you can come in and talk to us. I did watch the first episode. If you want to know what I think about Velma, come in and talk to me at the Clear Lake store. Yeah. Spoilers. I don't hate it. Yeah, same. I have very, I have lots of layered. It would be like an hour review. Yeah, we could, we like could really dissect hour. this twenty-seven minute show. You know, you we can't talk about to. Velma without talking about the nature of like fan rage on the internet, and right, we've done that. We, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, have we? No, not, never before. No. Um, speaking of fan rage, from my oh, end, excellent. Uh, Tron Aries is moving forward. Um, it's the threequel, mm. uh, in the Tron, the Tron series. Uh, it was, I guess, announced in 2017 and it just like, and it has Jared Leto attached to star. That's the part that I'm not a big fan of, but, um, yeah. apparently it's like picking up steam again. It's moving forward. Uh, it's, it's saying it's back on track, uh, via the Hollywood reporter. Um, okay. we don't know anything other than it says it follows 2010's Tron legacy. Uh, and it's um being written by uh some new writer is brought on to like do a rewrite. So okay, I I saw Tron Legacy when it came out, and I remember liking it, but I have seen it since, and it's not very good. I think it's I think it's really enjoyable in the theater with some friends, and the and at the time when the effects were really when de aging was new. Like, yeah, oh, look true. at Kurt Russell. Holy crap. You know, it's commonplace and better now. Um, true. So it, it, that aspect, the effects haven't aged well. The soundtrack is obviously fantastic. Um, I, I don't really like the visuals too. Like not the de-aging, but just like the vibe and the aesthetic. And Yeah. I don't I, know. I think I feel like I it's, it's, it it's done good. really well. Is it? I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being kind of like hammy. And like the acting was pretty poor. That might be true. I haven't seen it in forever either. Um, but, but visually, obviously, it's great. Like I, I, I have fond memories of it. I do too. I have very, I had very fond memories of it. Then I watched it, uh, like probably about three or four years ago, and I didn't finish it. Well, maybe we need to do a Tron Legacy review at some point. Now, talk about the original Tron. I'm not a fan. I haven't seen it. You don't need to. I know it wasn't that important for Tron Legacy, so no. It seems like like a property that they should capitalize on. It's weird that a movie has taken. It's been like fourteen years because it guess. was pretty successful, right? It didn't do very well at the box office or critically. What did it not? Okay, but I think it like garnered like a following after. It was one of those, you know, like okay, more people picked it up later. Um, and it has like a really popular ride at Disney World and. Sure. It seems like an IP that they would want to like keep alive. So it's weird that it's so stalled. I, I just wish there was a different lead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, so I casting Jared Leto is weird to me because like, so he's in the suicide squad, which was panned. I don't know how well, I don't remember how well it performed. Um, he was in Morbius, which was 
you know, say no more. Um, why does he get this? And there's also I mean, all the weirdness around him anyway, that like all the negativity, I feel like you would not want to cast someone who is such a polarizing online, you know, figure. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a good grasp on whether or not like that's something we think about or let like everyone knows, you know, okay, or cares about. I, I'm leaning towards, it's like a, a small group of people who know or care about that about him, but I'm okay. not sure. Um, that he's a cult leader and yeah, uh, the allegations and under yeah, you know that, that too, the, yeah, the stuff. All, all that stuff, all this, all all the business, <laughs> the issues. Um, I as for why they would hire him, I think he's like. It's also like worth noting that he was hired for this, and or you know they started in 2017, oh, wow. which he was like only a couple years off of his uh, Oscar win, which he won okay. in 2014. For what again? Um, I think it was Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so I could see why it's like a enticing package, you know, because it's like a a big celebrity already who just won an Oscar and has like some hits. Like Suicide Squad was a big financial success, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think the opinion has changed a lot lately on on him. Um, regardless of like the whole is he a good person or not a uh, situation i think morbius like did some damage you know yeah i think he's kind of a joke now i don't know i feel like whatever Dallas Buyers club did to like make him a good actor like morbius Brought, walked it all back and then some yeah that's how i feel anyway i would question like, putting him I, in a movie now i don't even truly remember him from dallas buyers club i i've also I, I don't think i've seen it since it came out um i saw it uh, the year it was like nominated for everything, and then I don't think I've seen it since. So I really well, he was I re- playing a very Oscar Beatty character. Sure, okay. I remember McConaughey more. Yeah, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> it's. I mean, okay. Speaking of Morbius, oh no, we'll continue the Morbius train. The was Razzie Awards Morbin- went out, were oh excellent. Yeah, the nominations came out. I don't know. You thought it was gonna be something like that. Um, <laughs> so I guess like. We need to talk about this before our uh, Oscar noms, you know? Yeah, go yeah. We got, a, we got a pregame. So, okay, hold on. So, Razzies. So, how many noms are there for Best Picture? Oh, do they call it Worst Picture? Worst Picture, yeah. Okay, Worst Picture. So, Morbius, obviously. Yeah, Morbius, yeah. Morbius is one of them. What's... And the Razzies, in case anyone doesn't know, are like... I don't even know how they started. The, the, but it's they're like a satirical award show. Yeah, it's like the worst... It's the the foil to the Oscars, the worst of ever. Right. So category. your worst performances, and sometimes they can be pretty mean spirited. Yeah, there's a couple in here that I'm upset about that I'll get to. I can't think of any other movies that would really just rival Mor- Morbius is going to win. I don't care what I else so. is nominated. I hope so. Well, there's some other bad ones. Um, but I liked it. Wasn't it? Um. Sandra Bullock, who accepted her Razzie. Yes, yes, she did. And maybe Halle Berry. I love to see it. Yeah, I hope. But Tom Green. You no, know, that's if I was doing a PR for Jared Leto, I would have him go accept his award. You know, that'd be a good <laughs> absolutely. Moment. Oh, oh, although, dude, he would never. He would never. <laughs> he would never. He's um, still selling signed Morbius hot toys on his website. You know. 
Is he really? Yeah, you can get a signed uh, box from him. Um, um, so, so for just a, a quick aside here, um, Dwayne Johnson accepted a Razzie in 2018. He's the last celebrity to have accepted it. That's cool. He accepted it um, for Baywatch. Um, he did not attend the ceremony, however. So, oh, what does that mean then? It means they, they he maybe did a video package or something. Um, he posted a video on Twitter that he humbly accepted the award. The last celebrity to uh, attend the ceremony and accept it is Sandra Bullock uh, for All About Steve, Worst Actress. Dang, that was so long ago. Yep, Halle Berry also did it for Worst Actress in Catwoman, mm-hmm. 2005. We didn't normalize accepting your Razzie, you know? The only other celebrity <laughs> to do it was uh, Tom Green in 2002 for Freddie Got Fingered. Okay. Well... We can assume no one's going to go to this one, but uh, no. But what's not? I, is there anything else nominated that's interesting? Um, worst pictures are blonde, which is interesting because it also got an Oscar nom. Okay, um, that we'll say, talk I don't about think later. I know blonde. Yeah, it's the Marilyn Monroe. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, got movie you. on Netflix. Um, we'll and then the later. Pinocchio. I didn't see it, but that's the. Uh, these are the worst picture nominees. Uh, the Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Live yeah. action one that no one saw? Of course. Good Morning, which is a uh, Machine Gun Kelly directed oh. and starred movie. Oh, um, no. The King's Daughter, which I don't know that one. Sounds familiar, either. but I don't know it. And Morbius. Okay. Morbius is winning. There's Worst no actors. Way. Yeah, Morbius has to win, right? Come on. Right. Worst actors are Machine Gun Kelly, Pete Davidson as the Marmaduke voice. Marmaduke. Uh, <laughs> I was like, for bodies, bodies, bodies? He was fine in that. Um, Tom Hanks in Pinocchio, Jared Leto. Tom Hanks should have been nominated for Elvis. I thought he was pretty he weird was, in that. I mean, okay, I didn't see Elvis, but like just from the trailers, he was a cartoon. Yeah, he hasn't missed us this year. He was like sweating Kentucky Fried Chicken grease in that movie. He's like, I'll say, I'll say. Uh, what yeah. do you? He was a Foghorn Leghorn in that movie. <laughs> I am uh, Sylvester Stallone for Samaritan, which I think we talked about at one point in that movie, but maybe. It's like a superhero thing. Do you have Do you have any um? So the the any, one I disagree with is Ryan Kiera Armstrong for F- Firestarter, and she's like twelve years old. And I feel like that seems a little mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have been pretty mean spirited in the past. They have definitely done that. I don't know if they should say actress. You're the worst to a child, you know? To a twelve year old, yeah, that's not cool. What about um, worst directors? Do they have those? Is it, or is it all the same movies? Uh, worst directors are Judd Apatow. He did that Bubble movie, that pandemic comedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colson Baker. Okay. Is it Kelly. MGK? Yeah. Um, and Mod Sun, who directed it as well, I guess. Good morning. Um, the blonde mm-hmm. director, uh, the Morbius director, and the Pinocchio director. So kind of all the same. Okay. Worst screen couple. I didn't realize they did like worst... jokey ones. Yeah, Sandra Bullock won for that one too. Uh, for oh, uh, that same movie. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Sun for Good Morning. Oh uh, my God! Uh, Tom Hanks and his latex-laden face <laughs> for El- for Elvis <laughs> and ludicrous accent. I'm clicking on it now. Fantastic! Yes, that yeah. should win. That, uh, <laughs> that accent is fully out of pocket. Andrew Dominic and his issues with women for Blonde. That's the all right. This the controversy is with this this is movie. reaching. Um. So yeah. Um. I don't even know how you watch these. I wish they were like more. They they stream them. I'm sure now. Yeah. I I don't know. 
So we're rooting but, for Morbius. Well, yeah, we're, we're pulling for Morbius. Morbius is going to win for sure. I can't remember. Did you see Firestarter? Uh, the uh, the Paramount Plus thing? Yeah, it was not great. It was nominated for Worst Remake Ripoff Sequel as well. Well. Was it that bad? It to wasn't like good. One of the worst movies of the year? Okay. Um, I mean, Morbius is worse. Well, okay. But that's why it's not it nominated very... for Worst worst Picture. It's not good. I won't watch it again. Um, okay. But, you know, it is what it is. But I guess that does it for your stuff, Dylan. Let's hear about the live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we are going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. and I'm going to pick something from Dynamite. That's Ooh. right. Vampirella versus <laughs> Hell Sonia versus Purgatory number 69. In Actu- hell. No, in hell. No, I'm picking a, <laughs> the exact opposite of that spectrum. Darkwing <laughs> Duck number one. Um, there's a bunch of covers. It looks great. I'm excited. It's got it's got Darkwing Duck, it's got Launchpad McQuack, it's got everything you could want. He's back. Okay. In comic book form. I love did you did you ever watch Darkwing Duck as a kid, Dylan? No, not a fan. Okay. I love the Darkwing Duck. Maybe they'll revive it someday. <laughs> I hope so. One can only hope. My pick is uh Action Comics number ten fifty one. And it's not like a random issue it's the first issue in the like dawn of dc reboot thing you know like rebirth uh-huh. 52 dcu like the kind of like new initiative things that are going on this one's happening but it's like gradual so over the year basically um or the next few months or so like titles are resetting or having a new initiative and this is superman's um so it's like it's kind of turning into like a big superman family thing with supergirl and john kent and um new superman and steel and superboy and you know etc um i know philip kennedy johnson's one of the writers um oh we like him but like it's a really good jumping on point if you uh if you need a place to start with superman that's awesome because i mean that numbering sounds intimidating right true 1051 how do i start there you do that's 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 where you start Mm -hmm. very cool all right. Um, so getting on to my news here, um, it is going to be mostly, I think it's entirely horror news this week. Yeah. Um, yes. So um, weirdly enough for the middle of January, there's a bunch of horror stuff. Um, uh, not, not on um, my news actually, but while I'm, I just was, I just saw it. Um, they're putting out um, Ringu in 4k. They're doing a Ringu collection in 4k. Be on the lookout for that. Um, it's gonna have a, it's actually has a new transfer, it's not just an upscale, so that's something to look out for. But anyway, um, actual news well, kind of. <laughs> so, Stephen King has a new movie or a new adaptation of one of his works. Speaking of Firestarter, which was terrible, um, <laughs> a new adaptation of The Boogeyman, which is a short story. 
um, that was published in 1973 in a magazine called Cavalier. And then eventually, where I'm sure everyone else might have read it, um, is in uh, Night Shift, which is a sort of a collection of short stories. Anyway, so Stephen King went to Twitter to say that we're going to get a trailer on Sunday during the NFC Championship game. Um, I didn't know this movie was a, was a thing. Had no idea until today when I saw this news. So that's huh. exciting. Um, it's directed by host director Rob Savage, who I don't know. I don't think I saw. I didn't see host. I don't think. Um, so wait, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, so it's getting a theatrical release. So this movie was supposed to originally go direct to Hulu, um, although it got a uh, strong positive. I'm sorry, a strong test uh, screening reactions. Um, the studio now has um, confidence to put it in theaters June second. Um, very exciting. Well, that's promising. Yeah. So that's the usually the opposite of how that goes. So. I mean, it's it's a horror movie that they made for cheap to go direct to Hulu, I assume. So it's probably not a huge risk to put it in theaters. Um, so the all the only plot details we have, I've never read the short story, so I can't I can't tell you much about it. Um, still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and little brother find themselves plagued by a sadistic a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Classic Stephen King stuff. Um, it's starring a bunch of people that I've never heard um, of. Well, Sophie Thatcher from Yellow Jackets, um, Chris Messina from Birds of Prey, David Dashelmaine. I like him. Uh, David Dashelmaine, Marin Ireland, and then others. Um, it's also, it's, oh, you know what? We talked, okay, this lady's been on our news recently. Uh, so it's directed by whoever we said, uh, Rob Savage. It's also written by, um, a Kayla Cooper who wrote Malignant. Oh, and Megan. So, Megan, yes. So, well, she wrote the original drafts of the script. Um, and then Ooh. two other people have come, the people who wrote A Quiet Place came in afterwards. That's promising. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a real, real hodgepodge of stuff here, but, you know, interesting to see, right? Interesting to see. But you said so, it's coming out when? June 2nd. Okay. Well, that's a summer day. That's a, they that's a, big, that's a big day. Yeah, they like, they like this movie. Yeah. Um, so we have a bloody disgusting.com exclusive here, Dylan. Um, Sean S. Cunningham, uh, who is the creator of Friday the thirteenth, as okay. I'm sure you already know, Dylan. I didn't of have course, to tell yeah, you I that. that. Yeah. Um, is developing a Friday the thirteenth reboot and a house reboot. Um House. <laughs> house. It take a guess. Is it an evil people stuck in a house? An uh-huh. evil house? Yes, an evil okay. house movie. Evil house okay. series. So House has my favorite sequel title. It's House 2, the second story. You get it? Like okay. houses have yeah, stories. You know? Hee hee. Um, so anyway. Um, Is this like Smart House? Um, No, it's like Demon House. <laughs> More like it. Okay. Um, so let's see. What do they say? Um, there, there was an interview with um, Jeff Locker, who is working on uh, a movie called The Night Driver, and he sort of let let rip that they are working with Sean S. Cunningham on the reboot of Friday the Thirteenth, um, which is exciting, although not that exciting because he did also do the last reboot, which was terrible. Um, although I'm more excited, to me, the exciting part of the story is the House reboot because House is stupid, and I. <laughs> Like, I love House. House is... Okay, so here's the quote about House here. 
Um, oh, uh, as for the house reboot, um, there is a, also a quote accompanying video game concept. <laughs> okay. The house reboot is both an update and reimagining of the classic series centering around the birth of a haunted house. Lots of great scares and howl at the screen laughs. Plus we're bringing back a few of your favorite monsters from the original for some really fun, but equally terrifying kills. I'm also working on the script as we speak, but all I can say is I'm having an effing blast, um, which is really all you want out of that type of a movie. I mean, if I'm seeing a haunted house movie called house, I want to laugh. I don't want to have fun. So it's still, it seems like early to give an update. If you're just working on a script, you know, right. Uh, we do, we do have some promo art already though, Dylan. Okay. We do have, I'm going to send it to you. Um, this is Dylan's first look at the house poster no, that's for, awful. for 2024. Michael. Well, okay. No, look, that is also just the house poster. I know, but that like ring doorbell is like, yeah, it's so the ring doorbell pasted onto there. <laughs> I know. I know. And the, like the, the, I don't know the font. It's, it's so lame, right? Like, um, it's like, they didn't even try. So I made um, that in Canva really quickly. Well, yeah, of course. Um, so we'll see. We'll keep you posted on the house reboot. Uh, I'm surprised he, David Gordon Green isn't doing the both of these reboots. Dylan, I'm so nervous about this exorcist thing that he's doing. <laughs> I'm so nervous about it. I mean, you should be. It's going to be bad, right? Like, well, uh, history has proven that Halloween 2018 was a fluke. It's a 33% chance it'll be good. Yikes. Um, okay, moving on to Megan news. Surprise, Megan is, uh, dropped on VOD platforms today. Woo. As of this recording, uh, we're on Tuesday. So yesterday, if you're listening uh, to this on release day, um, you can now rent it for 20 bucks or buy it for 25 Why would anybody rent it for $5 less than you could buy it? Like, what madman? But Unless anyway. you like, no, you'll never watch it again. I don't know. Wild. Um, pay the extra five. You're, you're going to want to watch it again. Um, Megan is great. We reviewed it a few weeks ago. Um, I, I'm surprised it's on VOD so quickly. Uh, or PVOD. Um because so this was a surprise release. It wasn't announced. It was coming out today. Um, and it just sort of surprised all the horror sites. Like, Megan's out. Um, that seems highly... to be the trend because they don't want to cannibalize the theater that week. You know, if right. they're like, oh, it's coming out this date. Um, it's that's... better to just surprise drop it. That's nice. Um, I think also we mentioned it on the Megan review that I don't think Megan is is going to hurt for watching it at home. No, I agree. Not at all, right? So I would get like a little group together if you can, though. It's fun. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, more mega news. We did get confirmation. I know we talked about the week after we reviewed Megan that there was going to be a possibility of a Megan two, but now we do have a confirmed that Megan two is happening. Um, who gave this review here? Jason Blum. Um, was talking to Variety saying after I first saw the movie we had a good sense that a sequel might really work I felt so bullish we started entertaining a sequel earlier than we usually do um, but they now um, have a official order for Megan 2 and a release date of 2025 with a Kayla Cooper returning to write the sequel uh, with James Wan also returning to be a producer it's very exciting that is 
that's top news. That's I mean that should have been the 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 final story. That's that's the lead of the week. So now, what do you want Megan two to be? Boy, Dylan, it's it has a lot to live up to, but but also not because there's not. Megan is a very simple movie. There's Agreed. not like, you can do so much with it. They don't. They can. They only have to innovate just a little bit. They have to just do a little bit more than the first one, and they're good. Um, so I'm. I don't know what do I want to. I do I want to see Megan versus something, Dylan? That's no, what I want. I don't know. I want it. Maybe maybe for Megan three. Is it too? No. Okay. Megan three is when they mass produce Megan, and there's like armies of Megans around the world that they have to fight off. You the know, Megan apocalypse. Sure. Yeah. But for Megan two, I think there's the Alexa Megan right now, and then there's the laptop Megan oh. that the company has. I think the company should try and remake Megan, but she's even more effed up than the original one. So I think we get. I want to see like a Megan v Megan situation. So it's obviously, know? yeah. I like. I like that. It's it's too obvious and would never happen. But who owns Chucky? Is it? Is it's it the Blumhouse? same. It's the same studio. They could. They could, they could do, do a Chucky. V. It's too soon for that. It's I too. Th- it's too soon for that. I think we, that's like Megan four territory. After Megan has proven to be, as you said, not just a yassified Chucky. You know, just I, <laughs> I, I like Megan better than Chucky at this point. I think Megan's great. At this point, I don't see how you make them fight. That's my only problem. Because well, I mean, so much more formidable than Chucky, in my opinion. Yeah, but no, not really. I mean, Chuck. I mean, well, so Chucky is formidable, but not in a not in a believable way. Like I, we talked about it in the Megan review. Like Megan, like logically, makes sense to me that like she's a machine. She has machine power you know she has motors and whatever like to do give her strength not just like a demonically possessed doll or whatever like this doll has no muscle structure it's a (laughs) doll like it's filled with rags true but whereas megan is like has a titanium skeleton you know because we are titanium yes yeah um but anyway so that is very exciting megan 2 2025 will be there reviewing it i'm sure <laughs> january 7th yeah january 7th is that the date is it, it yeah. just said 2025 in the in the thing i was looking at okay excellent i'm sure it'll keep that date i'm sure that will shift around at all nothing you, ever changes you yeah. can you can mark it down um now i didn't see this but violent night 2 is also oh violent night is also getting a sequel um which i know you like the violent night a lot i super enjoyed it yeah um it's now on digital and peacock so i have no excuse um but Tommy Wercola, who directed it, is returning to do the second one. So, and also Pat Casey and Josh Miller, who wrote the first one, are going to be returning to write it. So it looks like the whole the same team is coming back. Um, let's see. He tells the, he was talking to the rap saying, and we have some ideas. Me and Pat and Josh and the producers, we've been talking about where we want to take it and what we want to see. There's stuff we left on the floor, like the North Pole, Mrs. Claus, and the elves. But story-wise, mm-hmm. I think we have a really, really cool idea that expands the world and scope, but still keeping that tone we love from the first one. Um, there's not a release date yet, of course, but it is progressing along nicely. So are you excited about that, Dylan? Do you think that this movie deserves a sequel? Yeah, I'd love to see another one. I think it was like, I love a lower budget, low risk quote horror action style movie you know what i mean sure um Mm -hmm. it seems like they're like if they market it right and it has like a cool concept it's just like guaranteed to win you know you know if it doesn't perform super well 
Um, but like having watched the first one, they did mention Mrs. Claus a lot. So I'm wondering if she's, she's up to. Sure. Yeah. Um, shifting gears to horror uh, on TV. Last week we talked about The Last of Us. Uh, we reviewed the first episode. Dylan, I did not watch episode two. Did you? Yes, um, I did. You did? Okay. So um, this is just more of a uh, everybody seems to like The Last of Us story. Um, episode one had a day one viewership of 4.7 million. Episode mm-hmm. two, 5.7 million. A whole million other people watched this on the first day. Nice. Like that's, that's a lot, right? <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's a so Jeff Keeley uh said uh this marks the largest week two audience growth for an HBO original drama series in the history of the network. Um the viewership, yeah, that's that's crazy. Like that's very good. I I want to watch it. I just didn't get to watch episode two this week. Been very busy. It's going up against football, I think. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of people who aren't watching it on premiere night. But it's kind of like been steadily growing. So that's awesome. That's good news. Yeah, that's very good. So episode two is really good, too. Um, I, I, I need to watch it. I can't wait. How many episodes are there supposed to be? Nine, ten. I don't know. OK, not too many. It's not a CW 22. Don't worry. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but I'm I'm sure it will be right. It will. Um. I'm I'm very much looking forward to finishing out this series. So anyway, so there is this movie that I am probably going to mispronounce. Uh Huesera. Yeah. Uh The called, Bone Woman. Yes, The Bone Woman. So this is uh, a Mexican horror movie that debuted last year at the Tribeca Film Festival um and won Best New Narrative Director and the Nora Ephron Award. Um, but it's now it's it is getting a theatrical release February 10th and the trailer just came out. Well, so the trailer just got rebranded. The trailer came out seven months ago and then they re-released it with the shutter tag. So it's going to go to shutter <laughs> after um, after the theatrical release. And okay. this is a directorial debut, I believe, um, by I don't have her name. It's around here somewhere. Michelle yes. Garza. Thank you. Cervera. There you go. Um, thank you. Um, so anyway, so it also won a bunch of other stuff at other many other horror based film festivals. Um, and it looks really cool. The tra- I hadn't seen the trailer until just now. Um, what did you think about it, Dylan? I have mixed feelings. Uh, really? I don't know. I thought it looked good, but. I don't know. Something was missing. It didn't look visually very like appealing to me. Really? Because to now me, that you said it's won all these awards. I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. It to me that it's like um, it looks like a sort of a modern. Uh, not to draw the obvious direct comparisons to something like Rosemary's Baby or something, but like, um, so here's the here's the solicitation for it. Um, Valeria, a young woman expecting her first child, uh, who becomes cursed by a sinister entity. Um, plunged into a terrifying and dangerous world, a group of witches emerge as her only hope for safety and salvation, but not without grave risk. The film also stars some other people, uh, and that's just credits. Um, the film has been described as a Mexican a Mexican folk-inspired spin on crucial maternal horrors such as the Babadook, Hereditary, and Rosemary's Baby. Um, I thought the trailer was really strong. Um, 
it is subtitled, so that will lose some people for sure. Yeah. Um, but give it a shot. Go go take a look. I want to watch it. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll get it here or not, but we'll see. It is going to go theaters February 10th and then VOD the 16th. So probably a, LA and New York. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, most importantly, we did get a Scream 6 trailer a few days ago. Um, so we got a full a, a full trailer this time, not like a little tease. A pretty sizable, I think it's like two minutes, two and a half minutes trailer. Yeah. Um, and we get to see a lot. Um, my biggest takeaway from the trailer is, you know how you can tell in trailers when they um, cut around somebody saying a piece of dialogue? Yes. Courtney Cox, does they clear, they so clearly cut out the F word in that dialogue. Yeah. Like it's not even like, you might just leave it in at that point. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so it's, we, it's always like two or often it's like two sentences put together. I don't like that. You know, they're like, this right. is our last chance to do what we came for. You know, it's like, right, right, right. It's like, hell this, like doesn't fit. This doesn't flow at all. Um, yeah. But anyway, so what do you think of this trailer, Dylan? I thought it was really strong. Me too. Um, I don't know. It just looks like so much fun. It's what I've been missing. You know, I need, I need a, I mean, I know oh. we just got Megan, but I want some more fun horror. I like Ghostface with a shotgun too. That's wild. People, some people were not cool with that. I don't care. Like, Get out of here. Scream six. <laughs> it's time, time to evolve. Give, come on. Like that's what you do in the sequels. You gotta innovate, do new stuff. Are Innov- you mad that what's your face isn't here? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Sydney, Sydney Prescott. Yeah. No, I don't care. I wish. I mean, I don't the even Gale need Gail. I don't even need Gail. Yeah, I could do without Gail. I, I mean, so it looks like she has a fun sequence, though. I will say that. Of course. And she'll probably die in this movie. But I think I don't need Sydney Prescott. Uh, we've The series has moved on. There's a lot of characters. I like yeah. that they've carried over the cast from the last one, you know? Me too. And, and they like really hit the jackpot with Jenna Ortega, you know, being like a huge did. star now. Yeah, they, they looked into that for sure. So I'm very much looking forward to this movie. Comes out Will super they kill her? soon. Jenna Ortega? No way. Can they afford another one with her? They wouldn't what? pay um, Nev Campbell. Well, first of all, who? Okay, look. This isn't 1998. Oh, oh, hot take. This isn't 1998. What kind of money is Nev Campbell demanding? What else is she doing? You are not, you are not the star of this film. Jenna it's Ortega hard to say without knowing how much they offered you know like, right but like are they really being selfish or yeah like, I feel like if we knew the like details i could have a hard stance i want to know like was she asking for more than jenna ortega well i think that's justified at the time of these negotiations you know maybe so maybe so but in the next one like if if, if in scream seven if jenna absolutely ortega not. and courtney cox are both alive there's absolutely no chance the Jenna Ortega does not get the biggest salary on the film as she should. Yeah. And the other, I mean, the other actress isn't as famous, but I like that they're teasing her, uh, like serial killer gene that they kind of touched on in the last screen movie. And I was a little, I mean, I know there's like always sequels, but I was like, why don't they do more with that? So it's cool that they're picking that up, you know? Yes. And also Hayden Panettiere is back and that's great. Yes. Kirby. I love Kirby. So I have to scream for Yes. 
um, Samara Weaving. This is going to be great. Weaving. I didn't even know she was in this. Uh, Me neither until I just read it in the, in the, the article. Um, she's from Ready or Not, which I right. love as well. So I am very excited. A lot of for people in this, this. This poster has like 30 people on it. This, so this comes out March 10th. Um, we will be there day one for sure. Um, March 9th. Yeah, March we'll 9th. We'll be there. That's right. But anyway, that does it for all my news this week. Let's hear about all these tabletop events. Time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and it is time to talk about the Academy Award nominations. That's right, the Oscar noms came out this morning as of this recording, um, or yesterday if you're listening on release day. Um, So it's time to get into it. There's so many, so we're just going to get right to it. I'm throwing it over to Dylan. Dylan, take me through it. All right. So I have seen all the Best Picture nominees this year. Okay. Um, I'm just saying I, I, I can answer any questions you have about them. Okay. I'm excited because uh, I, ne- I, I I need to see some of them or most of them. It's a, it's a good year, Michael. It's okay. really good. Um, you saw the important one. You saw everything everywhere all at once. Right. Um, I saw the best that's one. That's the only one I'll be like upset at people if they haven't seen. Um, as a it's, reminder. We've been so vocal about it for so long. Yeah, it's kind of exhausting. I wish it had come out in the fall like a normal Oscar movie so that we didn't have like nine months of hyping it. But um, like as a reminder, all these will return to theaters, uh, yes. all the Best Picture uh, nominees, which we'll get to. Um, so you'll have a chance to see them. You can either watch them at home now. Almost all of them are available at home on some streaming service or you can see it in a theater again. And when are the uh, Oscars still? The Oscars are March 12th, my birthday. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you know this is like almost irrelevant? But do you know of anywhere that like shows it, any bars or like restaurants or anything? Uh, Buffalo like Wild Al- Alamo Dra- No, Alamo Draft House. Maybe do they do that? I, I, why can't you go to AMC and watch the Academy Awards? I want to find a place. If y'all don't know any places that do that, in person, let me know. The do Oscar. I want to find like, a place to go. Public streaming parties. That that should be yeah. a thing. Right. I want to go to the movie at Alamo. I'm hoping they do it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you would think that that would be a thing. I would like to go to the movies, but I don't want them. I like to be like vocal, you know. So I'm hoping I don't want to be. I'm hoping it's not like a silent situation. Well, I feel like when you go to that's like a like if you were to go to like wrestling at the movie theaters, like I feel like you're allowed to. No, you have to be silent for those. <laughs> okay. Here, what you got? Don't drop. Okay, best actor. We'll start with that one. These are okay. alphabetized. I'm realizing the oh. categories, which is not how they do it during the show, but of course, but that's how it. we're doing it. Um, we got Austin Butler as Elvis. 
Did you mm. see Elvis? Uh, it's no. on HBO Max. I, I thought it looked mid. It is. You're right. I but everybody seems to everybody seems to say it's mid, but it's getting all these awards, so I don't get it. It's like well made, but not very enjoyable. Plus, I think they ignore it's like Boz it's Lerman. Not, he knows what he's doing. I just don't care. I agree. Austin Butler is great, but like I didn't feel like it was a very honest depiction. Which is uh, what I don't want to see, you know? Sure. Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, which I highly recommend. It's one of my favorites. That is that is a movie that is definitely on the list. That one and Tar are the two that I definitely need to see. I'm not sure where Tar is, but Banshees is free on well, HBO. Quote, right? Free on HBO Max. Yeah, that one's about um, Colin Farrell and his friend. They live in like a little Irish town, and then one one day the friend is just like, "Don't ever talk to me again. I don't want to be your friend anymore." And oh. then that's the premise. He's like okay. trying to figure out. He says, like, if you talk to me again, um, I'll chop off one of my fingers and send it to you. Um, <laughs> okay. every, t- every time you talk to me again, like, that's how serious he is. Um, and okay. he plays, like, the violin. So it's pretty it's pretty serious. We don't know if he does it or not. But and there's also a really cute donkey in this movie, too, called Jenny. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> other actors, for cute donkeys. Yeah. Donkey didn't get nominated, unfortunately. What? But, um. Best actor is uh, another one is Brendan Fraser. For this is a whale, fan right? favorite for the whale. Yeah, which is not really rec- <laughs> recognized elsewhere. Uh, it's not very well received. But um, this happens sometimes where a movie that's not very well received, like they'll still be like, "Well, he was great," you know. But right. I think people want a comeback story for Brendan Fraser because of everything that's everybody's sort of championing Brendan Fraser for this movie. Yeah. Did you see it yet? I, I know Monica saw it. I didn't see it. I'm a little, I'm a little against it, which isn't fair because I haven't seen it. But like everything I've seen of it points to it just being like, look how fat and sad this dude is, you know? Like, right. Isn't that awful? And then that's the movie, you know? Okay. Isn't that tragic? <laughs> right. Um, and I'm pretty sure that is what the story is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get. We need that. Monica to tell me why I need to see it. Is she going to be on our Oscars episode? Maybe. Very likely. Cool. Um, we also got Paul Mescal for After Sun. Super good movie. It's about a a, a woman, a grown woman, um, recalling a summer with her father. Uh, okay. And then Bill Nye for Living, which I didn't see. Um, what a title. Yeah, Living. Living. Uh, I'll bring you the supporting actors. Brendan Gleeson from ben- Banshees. He's the friend who may or may yes. not off of his fingers. Brian Tyree Henry. Um, which was this was like a surprise nom. No one was predicting it. He's from Causeway, which is an Apple TV movie. Really? Our li- our listeners might know him as a uh, Fastos in the Eternals movie. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. And he was in uh, Bullet Train as well. And uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a super good actor. And okay. this was like a surprise nom. So people are really happy about awesome. that. Judd Hurst for The Fablemans. Judd Hurst. Lame. Okay. He was in one scene. Um, Barry okay. Keoghan for Banshees of Anishiran. He. He yes. is a, oh, also an Eternal. Also from the Eternals, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And hmm. Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. He is the front runner, likely to win. He should win. He's yeah, he fantastic. Was great. I mean, I haven't seen anybody else, but I mean, Barry Kogan is also very good. He's good in everything as well, yeah. Right. Um, I, I Again, I've seen one of these movies, so, it, but he, Ki, he, Ki, uh, Ki Hui Kwan is so good in that movie. He is. Because like, he's, you think you have that character figured out in the first 10 minutes and you don't 
You really don't. There's so much that he puts into that character. That's so good. I wouldn't even call him a supporting actor. He's in most of that movie. He is in a lot of it. Yeah. But anyway. I would agree. But we'll see him in Loki also. He's going to be in Loki right. season two. Um, awesome. Okay. Leading actress. This is the controversial uh, category. Oh. Michael. We got okay. Kate Blanchett for Tar, obvious. And then yes. we got Ana de Armas for Blonde, which is critically panned. Pretty much no one likes this movie, but Ana de Armas. It, is yeah, it's nominated movie. for a Razzie Best Worst Picture. Yeah. Uh, but apparently people really like Ana de Armas in that. Okay. I'm not watching it because I'm uh, against that movie as well. <laughs> oh, but, okay. Um, Taking a stand. It has like, it's just like, it. more than anything, it just seems like something I wouldn't enjoy. It's like okay. a fictionalized history, uh, a fictionalized, you know, depiction of Marilyn of Monroe, a, where there's a, like a lot, a lot a more tragedy and stuff. Right, a fictional biopic. Yeah, with like, added tragedy which seems like kind of weird but anyway right. um okay this next one andrea riseborough okay you might not know the name but you would know her face she's she's been she's like a character actor and bunch of things that people have oh seen yeah before. yeah yeah yeah. i see her um okay this one is very controversial he's great Michael. she's really good here's what happened she has not been nominated anywhere like you can kind of tell who's going to get nominated because they're like critics choice golden globes right uh you know, PGA, stuff like that. Not nominated anywhere, but apparently she personally, like, sent out an email, uh, <laughs> I guess, to a, all of her, like, co-workers and everyone in the industry saying, like, like, can you campaign for me a little bit? Oh, wow. Okay. And then we got tweets from, like, all these, like, super A-list actresses, mostly, um, talking about how great she is in the movie and how, like, the four-year consideration, uh, you know, like, maybe you should think about nominating oh, wow. her. Um, hey, good for her. It was like a super grassroots campaign. Um, good, for, good for her. And she got in. It's interesting. No one saw her movie, Too Leslie. I've never I'm not even it. sure if it, yeah, no one, literally no one saw it. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting because that's not normally how these things are right. uh, achieved. Normally that, it's like your, your studio. Yeah. Normally your studio like allots money and uh, starts a Lobbies. campaign for you. Yeah. Um, you can't like outright buy a nomination, but you can you know, invite Oscar voters to a luncheon and talk about how good, how your role, you know, like you can, you can do things. Um, right. But she didn't do any of that. Uh, and then there's Michelle Williams for Fableman's Wild. She was, I think, awful in that movie. <laughs> I love Michelle Williams, but the character was insane. Um, okay. And then Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. The front runners are Kate Blanchett, Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. So, who, <laughs> so, I mean, who do you pick though, Dylan? I mean, I, I haven't seen Tar, but I mean, that's a formidable opponent for Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh was also phenomenal in that film, but Kate Blanchett um, is also a powerhouse. Yeah, Kate Blanchett is great in everything. Um, it's like, no one would think it's like too unjust if she won, I think, but it's like Michelle Yeoh is so great. And then like people get nominated on their careers. Like it's worth noting, you know, not right. just like this one role. That it's they like have. when Scorsese won for uh whatever freaking movie that was that was not even the best movie that year but yeah he won, his first best, best picture was for some lame movie no, the, no, yeah not lame like, it was the departed or something like or like right. the final season of game of thrones finally winning best drama you know like right. they'll do it um but michelle yo is like this is her first nomination it's actually the first time an asian woman has ever been nominated and, and that's the 95th you know I mean, um, that's crazy. It's insane. Uh, that tracks. I, 
it's just like hard to argue that she deserves it. Kate Blanchett has so many, you know. Um, yeah, she could stand to miss a couple. For real. And Kate Blanchett may have blown her chances because her Golden Globe speech was very much like awards don't matter because she won best drama actress there she's like awards don't matter um we should stop the the televised horse race of you know that's what she said oh um, wow and a lot of people read that as tone deaf because there's like viola davis and michelle yo and like people who would like really benefit from that in communities who haven't been recognized a billion times before it's like right. it's easy to say that when you like have 10 of those you know <laughs> right like can't oh. we stop giving these out now doesn't everybody have these i have enough my mantle is full yeah, so I think uh, a lot of the voters have like a hero complex, so she may have like ruined her chances at winning if they don't think she's going to be grateful enough. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, well, I mean, either way, I really do hope Michelle Yeoh gets this. Yeah, agreed. Uh, actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett, the first MCU nomination oh, ever wow. for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. She's she been was winning very good a lot of movie. places too. Yeah, she was really good, and it's a very Oscar-y performance as well. You know, like big, big yeah. scenes. Um, Hong Chao for The Whale. That is what makes me want to see The Whale, but maybe I will. Carrie Condon for Banshees and Asheran. She was great. She was the supporting, she was the sister, Colin Terrell's sister. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at this Once. This is a stacked category. It is. Jamie Lee has been nominated everywhere all at once, um, but Stephanie Hsu uh, is like not getting the noms. So people were, this was the surprise nomination here, which is wild to me because I feel like she's so much better in this movie than Jamie Lee Curtis, who I love. Isn't this but Jamie Lee's just... first time being nominated for an Oscar, though? I think so. Yeah. So I think it's got a little bit of that going against it, like against Stephanie. Is that like uh, they might want to recognize her like illustrious career, you know? Sure. Um, even though I think if you're just looking at one for one, I think Stephanie Hsu was more like. Yes, I I, I completely agree with that assessment. Like Stephanie Hsu was. Very, I mean, they were both good in the in the film, but like Jamie Lee was very um two dimensional type of character, you know, like not like um there wasn't a lot, yeah, Yeah, there wasn't a lot to it. She was very silly. I mean, she did it very well, and I believed it, etc., etc. But Stephanie Shu was a very layered performance. There was a lot, yeah, in that. Jamie Lee Curtis reminds me of like Melissa McCarthy getting nominated for Bridesmaids, and like Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder, like. Right. The goofy nom, you know? Um, right. Did she come out with the sausage fingers or whatever? I mean, she should. She's campaigning hard for this, by the way. She posts about trying to get nominated every day. She wants it. So Good for her. We'll see. Uh, okay. Best animated movie. I'll go a little bit quicker. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcella Shell with Shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Turning Red. Next. <laughs> Marcella Shell. I love I both did, of them. I, I would, I'd be it. happy with either. Uh, it's going to be Pinocchio. I mean, that's fine. I love Del Toro. That's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I didn't see that either. Uh, That one's on Netflix. I think we can watch it. I think I'm going to try and catch that before. I haven't seen that one either. Um, Best Director is Martin McDonough for Bansy of Inishiran. He did Three Little Boards, which is one of my favorites. Um, The Daniels for Everything Ever All at Once. Two Daniels. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Will they credit them as Daniel? No, they didn't. I see. No, it's Daniel Kwan and Daniel... Shinert. Shinert? Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg for Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostlund, which is, he was the surprise nom here. Yeah, I don't even know what Triangle um, of Sadness is. How about that? It's really good. It's a neon movie um, Ooh, about... We love Diet It's like one of the ones where it, it 
ends up being like pretty insane. It's like one of the ones where the less you know, the better. Okay. And the trailer doesn't give away anything. The trailer is just like rich people on a boat. Um, okay. And then something happens and it's, it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy um, okay. about classism. Basically. Interesting. It's really, really okay. good. Kind of like the menu. If you liked watching the menu, it's kind of like yeah that, that commentary. Um, okay. Let's see. Makeup and hairstyling. You got All Quiet in the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Elvis, and The Whale. Um, so Black Panther. Batman picked Batman picked up some some like uh, technical noms, so that's cool. Good for I think it'll be either Elvis or The Whale. Whenever someone's in like a fat suit, they <laughs> they give it give that to them. You know, look how they degraded themselves. It's always like the transformative makeup. You know right. what I mean? Churchill. Um, type yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. Um, okay, best original song. You got applause from Tell It Like a Woman. I don't know. Of, of course. Um, uh, Hold My Hand. That's the Lady Gaga song from Top Gun Maverick. Right. L- Lift Me Up, the Rihanna song from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Not to Not to from RRR, which I love that movie. It's really good. Um, and then This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once by uh, David Byrne. Yeah, exactly. And Mitski. Um, I don't know who that is, but I know who David Byrne is. Mitski's great. Okay, I'll end with Best Picture. Um, yes. Okay, you got All Quiet on the Western Front. I lied. I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen that one. That was <laughs> a Netflix war movie. You I can watch to, that whenever I, you want. Exactly, yeah. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water. We knew it was going to get in here. The yep. last Avatar did too. Um, Banshees of Inishirin. This is the one, you know, we're told you about that one. Elvis, yep. Say No More, right? Yep. Everything Ever All at Once. We reviewed it. it Top contender, yeah. The Fablemans. This is uh, the Steven Spielberg movie. It's like partially autobiographical about a young boy growing up who wants to be a director. It, felt very it, it, sounds, it sounds very up its own butt. Yeah, and it's like not self-aware either, I feel like, sure. which is interesting. Like one of the parents cheats on the other parent and it's like, how awful. But then like also Steven Spielberg went on to have an affair himself. Like right <laughs> Like, um, I don't know. Little little tone deaf. I don't know. It's like I'm tired of like I don't know. People thinking everyone needs to hear my story sometimes. You, you know? gotta hear Did my they? side of the story, Dylan. Yeah. Tar, which is about uh an aging, politically canceled uh lesbian uh composer who is like trying to navigate um like how to change her life after getting like semi-canceled for like allegations, you know? So Tara's okay. not a good, not something, someone you root for Kate Blanchett's character. Okay. Um, and she's like kind of losing her mind. It's one of those like it, untrustworthy nar- narrators. It looks very good. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah. Um, it has like the kind of commentary on like quote cancellation that is like appropriately nuanced, you know, um, uh-huh. not necessarily like so black and white. Um, but it's really good. Uh, Top Gun okay. Maverick. Woo! We love yep. Top Gun Maverick. I still haven't seen I it. I liked it. I thought you it was liked good. It. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't know if I understand why it's here at Best Picture. It like saved the movie industry, and it was super <laughs> yeah. enjoyable. Um, but I'm not like it's not winning. Come on, personally invested. No, it's not going to win. But it's like the w- the win is getting nominated for the blockbusters. You know. Um. Triangle of Sadness. I just explained that one. Um, yep. I'm trying to see. I'm going to look up where you can watch that because it's really good. Neon movies are like 
the even edgier A24. I, I love Neon. Neon's a great company. Yeah, we're going to go see um, Infinity Pool. That's yes. Neon, right? Yes. It'll, it Boy, it looks it, like a Neon movie. It is a Neon movie. Um, so that one should be edgy too. Uh, the Apparently the version they're showing at Sundance is 90 seconds longer and it has certain shots that can't be shown in theaters. And I'm like, come on, just show it to us. Come on. Release that NC-17 cut. Anyway, um, the last one is Women Talking, which is, um, it stars Frances McDormand, you know? It's about uh, a group of, like, pilgrim women who... Okay. Uh, it, it's, I don't want to spoil it. Um, they have to make a big decision. <laughs> yeah. About some, like, uh, hierarchy changes in their community. Um, okay. But that was a surprise nom, too, because you didn't hear about it before earlier, you know, in all these nominations here. So Yeah, I don't think I've heard about it. Exactly. I mean, that's uh, Frances McDormand, and she's great. So Yeah, she's great in everything. Um, what are you rooting for from well, this Well, obviously, list? everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, um, my my next pick, without having seen it, would be Banshees of Inishirin. I'm sure that, that uh, that's a movie that you just see the trailer for it, and you just know it's incredible without having to see the movie. Yeah, you'd really like that one. Yeah, you're not rooting for Avatar: Way of Water. You saw that one. Uh, come on, I'm. That's I like a technical Ava- achievement. It, That's what it's nominated sure. for. Go let it win for production design, or something. One of the other effects. things that's nominated. Yeah, visual effects. It's going to win for that, and it should probably. James Although, Cameron was not nominated for best director, so he's punching shock. a wall today. Yeah. Let me ask you one question before we wrap up, Dylan. Uh, for visual effects. Um, does Top Gun have a chance of beating out something like Avatar for the absolutely for, for how practical it is? Like, because like yes, that movie is like I again I have not seen Top Gun Maverick, but I've seen like lots of stuff about Top Gun Maverick, and it seems like so impressive all the stuff that they were able to shoot and film for real without like actual camp like you know uh, CG and things. Yeah, it happens all the time. Like. It's not always the obvious most effects thing that wins, you know? Right. Um, the last one, like 1917 won Best Effects, First Man, which is that Ryan Gosling, like, astronaut right. movie. Um, oh, yeah. Ex Machina, you know. Okay. So uh, it could Gravity, happen. Life of Pi. Yeah, it could just be something that, like, I I would predict Top Gun, actually. Okay. Interesting. Is, is that who you have on Gold Derby? No, I don't have my own gold derby. And apparently, you know, I looked into it. It's illegal to like bet money on this in Texas for some reason. Like you can what? do sports, but not the Oscars. Isn't that wow. dumb? Well, you can't do sports traditionally. You can't bet on like uh, the Cowboys to win, but you can bet on whether or not Dak Prescott will throw for two touchdowns or not. You can bet on like fantasy stats, but not on the outcome of the game. It's a really weird. I'm not knowledgeable point. enough on gambling to know whether or not I agree with that stance, but it's it's such a weird goofy loophole that texas has um but yeah l- let me let me gamble on who's going to win visual effects please i would love can that. you gamble on like who's going to give an acceptance speech like other loopholes like that you know like- um i'm sure i don't know i i'd have to check the the texas gambling sites i have to see okay but like you can go you can goofy gamble on things like what color dress will the singer of the national anthem wear you know, oh, I mean? yeah, you can do sure. goofy stuff yeah. like that. You can't guess, guess, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. But Why? I don't know. It's it. 
one is considered gambling, one is considered a game of skill. Um, that is the that is the loophole. But anyway, that's enough. That's your daily sports betting um, uh, talk. Uh, and so, yes, to answer your question, Mattress Mac does have to go to Louisiana to place all those big bets that he loses on every time. Yeah, but, but you anyway. can bet at Gallery Furniture here too, right? I don't think so. They do those like deals where if you oh yeah, well if you buy a, if you buy a couch and then Mattress Mac wins, you get it for free or something. Yeah. What a deal. Boy, he's got that figured out. Unless he just lies and doesn't honor it. I'm sure I'm sure that can't happen, right? He's done it before. Has he? Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. <laughs> Google it. Anyway. Okay, very cool. Um go see basically the takeaway from this is go see everything everywhere all at once. See it. Yeah, it'll be in theaters in like February. I, I'm predicting. I'm excited. So, we'll just yeah. re-review all these movies then. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.